everybody. Welcome to the KC Chiropulse Podcast brought to you by Cats Consultants, helping doctors keep their pulse on success. I'm Dr. Michael Perush, and I'm joined by Dr. Troy Fox. We are the co-hosts of the KC Pyro- Chiropulse Pyro. That's good. Yeah, we're pyros. We're the hosts of the KC Chiropulse Podcast, so we appreciate you tuning in today. And Troy, you are the one who always gets the barrage of emails about things that people want us to talk about. What do you got yeah, today? I just, I just mentioned a couple of podcasts ago about the intro and why I didn't ever want to do it. And there's a good example <laughs> why. why we're now pyros. We're Instead now of kairos, we're pyros. Pyros. Yeah, so, so question-wise, uh, Maria in Iowa sent this question in and said, said, you know, docs, my practice feels really stagnant right now. And my numbers are down a little bit. Um, my new patient numbers are down and I'm exploring options of buying a new piece of equipment or pieces of equipment to supplement my practice, to help generate more interest in my practice. What are your thoughts on that? And that was that was the end of the question. And I'm not sure if it was a question about timing or it was a question about what types of things would help the practice or if it's just a general question, am I doing the right thing? So yeah, I think we I, can my, approach this several ways. My brain actually kind of went the same direction and spun it mm-hmm. off like that too. First thing I'm going to say is Maria, stop. Just, just hold the horses. Mm-hmm. There's always the tendency to want to throw money at the problem, to throw yes. money at, you know, new patients are down. So let's throw some money at marketing. My revenue is down. So let's throw some money at new therapies, for example, to mm-hmm. bring in and create new revenue centers. Um, before you do that, I'll tell you the same thing that we tell everybody. Dig into your practice and figure out what the real problem is. Dig into your practice and figure out what the real problem is. Here's the thing. If you're keeping stats, if you're keeping a a good bevy of stats, you can probably dig into your stats and figure out where it's at. But here's the other thing. Look at your scheduling. Look at your collections process. Look at your accounts receivable. Look at your dropouts slash patient retention, mm-hmm. look at your procedures, look at how effective or inefficient your staff is, and so on and so forth. Really dig in and pick apart your practice the best you I got can. One, I got one more to throw in there. Sure. Look look at your E&M codes and see what tools you're using right now oh, in your yeah. practice and how effectively you're using them. Because before you go out and buy, so I've seen this before where people go out and they <clears throat> add more tools to the tool shed, but they've mm-hmm. got a bunch of shiny tools hanging on the shelf that they haven't even used yet. In other words, docs, you guys buy stuff because you're so excited about it. And once the new wears off of it, you forget about it and it's sitting off in a corner and it could be really beneficial for your patient. Yeah. But when you look at your E&M codes, you realize I haven't utilized that in over a month. Right. Why am I not using that? So before you go out and spend money, you might want to look at what tools you have available and are you using them effectively now? Right, right. You know, you it, it's easy to go to a convention, especially now that we're back going to oh, conventions. Yeah. You go to a convention and you you walk up and down the aisles where all the vendors are and they've got the new shiny, cool, oh, come over here. You got to try this out. And somebody does a little therapy on your elbow or something. You're like, oh, my gosh, that's fantastic. I've got to have one. 
And boom, you signed the bottom line. You just spent $80,000 and didn't stop and think, how am I going to use this? Am mm -hmm. I going to recommend it to patients? Because I haven't been recommending it and my patients are right. doing fine. So how is this going to work into my practice? Is my staff going to buy into it? Is, mm -hmm. Are my patients going to buy into it? Am I going to be believable when I talk about it? How long does it take me to pay off that that uh, piece of equipment that I just paid $80,000 for? And I'm just making up a number, you guys. Whatever the number is, even if it seems cheap, how long is it going to take you to pay it off? I recommend that when you're looking at something new that you be able to use it in your practice enough that within six months, you have fully <clears throat> paid for that piece of equipment. So what are you going to price it at? How long is it going to take you to ramp up getting patients involved in it? Is it something that's going to require your time? Now that's affecting your capacity. Is mm -hmm. it something staff can do? If so, that's great. But do you have the staff to do it? Do you have the room to do it? Do you have a place for it? And there's so many things to think about here. So and if you get if you get all those things, if you everything that Dr. Perush just said, do you have the space? Do you have the time? Do you have the ability to do it? Then backtrack in from the cost. Like Dr. Perush said, six months. And I agree because you really need to get that thing paid off. Now <clears throat> you don't want that on a on a on an 80 month note. You know, that's not preferably really what not. you want when, yeah, preferably not. So six months, here's the easy way to do it. Take the purchase price with taxes, shipping, everything. You know, my, my, my kids are notorious for saying, dad, it's only $25.99, but they didn't figure <laughs> in the taxes and the tax and all that. And they're like, uh, I've got $25. I'm like, well, you don't have $25.99 plus you didn't figure taxes and shipping. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> Take the total price of this thing divide it by six, then divide it again by four. And now, now we're down to what, what you need in a week. <laughs> okay. So in a week's time, how much do I have to generate just to break even? And that'll right. give you a really good idea at that <clears throat> point, how many patients you would have to impact. Do I have that many patients that I feel could utilize this specific therapy or this treatment in a week's time to make it cost effective for me? So right. that's, that, that's a real ingenious way to look at it because then you can break it down and you really can look at it through the microscope and go, this is the best decision I ever made, or this is the dumbest thing I've ever done. So, yeah, right, right. So I, I just did a quick calculation because I've got my calculator sitting here. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's say you spend $30,000 on a piece of equipment. Okay. Let's say it's a, I don't know, a decompression table mm -hmm. and you're going to charge $49 a visit because you think that's probably what the market will bear. Okay, mm -hmm. reasonable. Okay, so we take 30,000, we divide it by $49, and you have to see 612 patients just to pay for the machine. There's no profit there, mm -hmm. just to pay for it. Okay, now if you divide that by six, six months, mm -hmm. that's 102 and some change, call it 103 patients a month over six months. But if you're only seeing 85 patient visits a month, it's going to take you longer than six months to do it. So what does that mean? Well, in that example, that means that this piece of equipment at the cost that it's at and what you feel like you can charge patients for it, the, the risk is much higher than maybe what your practice can or should afford right now. 
So you've got to really pick apart these decisions and figure out if it really makes sense. And I I like what you said. Go dig through. We all have one. We all have a closet somewhere that's just full of stuff we've bought and we're not using. Start there. What can I pull out of that closet and start using and you brought you brought up a good point, man. And I don't want to discourage you if you're if you're trying to do something that grows your practice or expands the capabilities of your practice. We're not saying if you're only seeing eighty five patient visits and you need a hundred patient visits just to break even on the decompression or whatever the tool is that you you might put in the tool shed at this point. We're not saying that it couldn't work. It, It'll take longer than six months. So you have to weigh again what what Dr. Perush said is 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 very relevant. It's the amount of risk. And the reason we say that is because we've seen too many times where docs call us and go, I'm in trouble. Yeah. My pay my payments and my expenses are too high in comparison to what I'm billing out in my practice. And in a lot of cases, it's somebody with a lease space that really, it's really pretty, but it's really expensive. And they've got a lot of equipment, again, that's really expensive. And they didn't buy any of it used because they, they, because somebody got a hold of them and said, hey, you can make 485 payments on this thing, you know, over a 15 year time period and, and, and you'll be great. You know, it's only so much, you know, and then these payments start to add up because you add into that internet and then you add in trash removal service and sewage and all, right. you know, all the things that you do in your practice, all those bills. Then all of a sudden, yeah. when all these tiny little bills pile up, we get the phone call. And it's like, man, I don't know what to do. And we have to sift through this sometimes and and take some immediate action on some things that you got to make hard decisions. You don't need this in your practice right now, you know, and that's really hard. And sometimes you end up having to wholesale some equipment to get where you need to be. And that's the last thing we would ever want to tell you to do. But sometimes it's like throwing, you know, if if you've ever seen some of those movies where they're where they're throwing stuff overboard on a ship ship to keep the ship afloat, and they threw the freezer full of food, yet they're out in the middle of the ocean, and there went all their food over the side. You know, I mean, un- unfortunately, sometimes we're in a it's a catch twenty two. What do we do to survive? And so. That's where I hate seeing where somebody says, yeah, you know, okay, I can't pay it off in six months. I can't even pay it off in a year, but I really want it. That, that I struggle yeah. with that. One. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Right. <clears throat> right. Right. Yeah. So don't, don't just think because you can add a service into your practice and you can go out and buy a new piece of equipment because it's, they make it easy to do. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the lending companies are happy to give you, you know, a six-year note on an adjustable rate right now that, you know, by year four, you're going to be paying maybe as much as 14%, on, right. but they're happy to do it for you. Yeah. The question comes back to how is that going to fix your practice? And you've got to think about all the little components. How, you know, if, if it's uh I don't know. Give, give thinking of, of an example. Let, let's say it's something to treat knees, mm-hmm. okay? And yet, in my practice, I don't treat knees. I don't. I don't see very many knee conditions. Am I all of a sudden just by virtue of having this machine that that helps knees? Am I all of a sudden going to become the knee practice? Probably not. 
Probably but, not. But if you decide to market that, you might be, but here's the problem. Now you have to figure your marketing into the overall cost of the equipment. Exactly. Because you're now marketing for something you've never marketed before and you're using more of your budget, which now adds to the bottom line of what that piece of equipment cost. That's exactly where I was going with it. And then all of a sudden you're getting ready to put your marketing out there and you realize, oh, dang, there's two other clinics in the area that have the exact same thing. So mm-hmm. you, you've got to do your research. Okay. You've got to do a pro forma on it. You got to do your market research. You got to think about how you're going to market internally, what conditions you know, which patients, what conditions are you going to put on it? How is it going to help you attract new people? Is your staff going to buy into it? How are you going to communicate about it in the office? What is your profit point in there as it relates to your expenses and added overhead? So the the whole point is just because you bought something new doesn't mean it's going to fix everything. Find the problem first. You know what? It, it, if you've got a leak in your pool, do you just keep putting water in it? Does that fix it? No, probably not, because it's probably not water evaporation, and just adding more water is going to take care of the problem. You might have a crack somewhere. You might have a, a crack underground over by your pump or something that needs to be fixed. So just adding more water does nothing but prolong the problem. And remember, just like your pool, the longer the problem is there, the more erosion you're going to have in the substructure of that pool. Same thing happens in your practice. The longer that problem sits there, the more erosion you're going to have to the substructure of your business. In other words, a, a problem never fixed doesn't go away. It just gets bigger. I would add into this as well that a lot of times what we see is when you buy this piece of equipment, you're trying to get yourself engaged. You're trying to get yourself motivated in your practice. So I would highly encourage you that if you haven't listened to our last podcast, go back and listen to it. It's on engagement. That in a lot of cases will be much more effective than buying a new piece of equipment to get yourself motivated. You know, some self-motivation, getting your staff involved in what's going on is sometimes a lot more helpful. Um, and, and I don't want to refer back to the the last podcast too much, but you should go back and yeah. listen to it if you haven't, because sometimes just doing that rather than trying to stimulate your rah-rah attitude by getting something that you can get behind and be excited about because you're bored with your practice or yeah. Yeah, whatever it may be, sometimes <clears throat> being engaged is more effective. Yep. And and have somebody, a mentor, a coach, somebody that you can bounce these things off of. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we all need a sounding board. We all need a sounding board to understand if a solution we're coming up with to a problem is effective or not. And I definitely seen, we've seen far too many times where the perceived solution only made the problem worse. So that's One correct. step at a time. The first step is dive in and figure out what, what's the real problem here. That's, mm-hmm. that's the initial step. Yeah. So, and if, if you want to talk about your practice, if you've got something that's just on your mind with your practice or, or this topic spurs a, 
a, a need to have a conversation, we make it simple. You can schedule a breakthrough call with me. You can go to our website, catsconsultants.com. You can click on the top right corner. You'll go right to my calendar. You can schedule yourself at a time that's convenient. Let's just talk about it. We're no pressure. If you join us, great. If you don't, great. We just enjoy talking to other chiropractors. We just want to help everybody have as much success as they can and as much as they deserve. And if you've got a topic you want to send in for us to put on the podcast sometime, um, send them in to Troy at catsconsultants.com. Be patient. We get a lot of questions and comments sent in. So we try to get to as many of them as we can. Uh, but feel free. Send it in. And uh, we'd love to hit hear your thoughts. Tarina, yeah, we do. To add? We do have a short backlog right now of, of questions. We've got yeah, quite we a few that. just right before the July 4th weekend. So if you do send in a question, keep listening because your question will get answered. I don't think there's any on. questions that have been asked yet that we haven't discussed in one form or another. Uh, and make sure that you tell me when you're on there, if you want us to give you a little shout out in what state you live in, or if you just want to remain anonymous, because sometimes I'll just pose it as a question that I have. If you want to remain anonymous, it's no big deal. Yeah. And it, it doesn't matter to us. So yeah. we just appreciate the opportunity to engage with you all. Yes. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning into the KC Chiropults podcast brought to you by Cats Consultants, helping doctors keep their pulse on success. So check us out at catsconsultants.com. And from all of us here at Cats. Stay well adjusted.